Hey guys, Beastlick here, and you're listening to the Beastlick Successful Podcast, Episode 1. For this very first episode, I want to briefly explain to you why I started this podcast in the first place, tell you a little bit about myself, and then start everything off by telling you how I began as a nobody within the Roblox Twitter community in March 2017, and then composed music for the Halloween event the same year. Okay, so first of all... I'm not sure how this is going to go, right? I just started it. It's very strange talking to my computer um, without any visual. There's like no reason for me to be talking to myself. So it's it's kind of interesting in, in that way. Like I've recorded so many things um, as far as music is concerned and as far as narration is concerned uh, for my job. But those things kind of already had a visual to go along with them, but this is just kind of me talking with with nothing. It's just weird. Let's just see how it goes. The reason I started doing the podcast, first of all, is because I feel like, and, and probably a lot of other people too, that I have something to say and to share. And I feel like that information can be useful. And a lot of times... Um, you know, you guys that follow me on Twitter, I try to share those things on Twitter, right? You know, Twitter is a very good platform for sharing your thoughts and ideas and tips and all kinds of things. And I try to do that, um, you know, besides just, you know, sharing my music or sharing a picture. Um, you know, as you know, I try to be very interactive with everybody on there. And I came across podcasts. I had never listened to podcasts before. I've heard about them for a very long time. I even helped a guy on Craigslist kind of set up some audio stuff so he can start his podcast. And But I never dived into them. I never like seeked them out. Um, I, I don't know why. I just didn't. I, I, either I didn't have time um, or something. I, I never thought about it. So recently, um, some of you may know, my wife and I have started a blog um, called Childhood Abroad. And this blog is about our journey into trying to ease ourselves into traveling more with our kids because we're trying to live a life where we give our kids an experience and not just kind of dragging them along, so to speak, in our own wants and needs. So our blog is going to be our journey of going through that experience. And I wanted to kind of ingest tips and all kinds of things on how to make our blog successful. And I came across some link on Google, I think, of a podcast that was about growing your blog and like how to make it successful. And I was like, okay. So I started listening to the first episode of this guy's podcast and it just really like grabbed my attention. I, I don't know why. One, it was because I wanted the blog to be successful. And two, I mean, the, the guy had a really cool voice. I mean, I, he was from Australia. And, you know, Australian accents are awesome. Okay. There are other awesome accents. But for some reason, uh, the Australian accents are, are really good. My opinion, of course. And three... Whatever he was saying, like, was calling to me. I I just feel like what he was saying was was everything that I was thinking, 
but only subconsciously. And it was like pulling it out for me. And I was like, man, I, I just feel really, I think I can do this. Like we can do this blog. It's going to be great. But at the same time, I was like, man, like podcasts are awesome. I don't know why I hadn't listened to them before. Like they're, they're so cool. And so I started looking for other podcasts and I found this other podcast by this lady and she was talking about all kinds of things like being an influencer and how to grow your Instagram and how to how to be better for your brand and so I started listening to like a, several episodes of her and she was like interviewing people and I'm like man this is so cool like there's so much information in here and I was like man I I feel like I have some things that I can share or like some experiences that I've had that I feel like might help people and um and I was like, man, I, I can do a podcast. I, I have the equipment. I, 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 have a, I have an okay speaking voice. Like, I can do this. So here we are. Episode one, we're going to do this, right? That's why I started this podcast. And I really hope that in my mind, I'm sharing stuff that people can gain something from. And so I really hope that you're able to gain something, regardless of which area of creativity or development or whatever you're doing, that you can apply it to those things. A little about me, I came from a family where my dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot. I was born in Novato, California, which is near San Francisco, not really that far away from the Roblox headquarters, interestingly enough, and lived in San Diego up until about eight, and then after that, Pretty much every three years, um, we moved between there and Kansas City. And my family, my parents, are originally from Kansas City and ended up retiring um, from the Navy, my dad, and they wanted to live out in California because, you know, California is a, a cool place, right? Weather, palm trees, beach, in and out. Who doesn't like those things? And I was about... 12 at the time. And they decided that, you know, it, it was just too much, um, I think, financially for them. And they moved back out here where all their family's from. And I was about 13 at the time when we finally got back in. And we've been there ever since. And, you know, fast forward to the summer before my senior year of high school, and I met my now wife. Basically, um, you know, we married as high school sweethearts. Um, a few years later, uh, when we were 21 and have a couple kids now, uh, our oldest daughter's four, our youngest one is six months. Um, as of this month, now we're just trying to do what we can to raise them the best way that we can and work and all kinds of stuff. For me, my, my background is in music. I've played piano for 22 years and I didn't start really doing any composing until maybe seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, I had been messing around a lot with MTV Music Generator, which was an application on the computer. And I think also the PlayStation, um, which to me was like really difficult. And I don't know why they did that. I also did um, video work for fun at home um, using, I, I can't even remember what the video program I was using at the time. It, it wasn't Adobe, it was something else. Um, but I liked filming videos 
Uh, ever since I was a kid, I was always filming videos. I did like Lego stop motion, claymation videos, um, which were somehow recorded over. And to this day, we're so mad that we recorded over them because they were so cool. Um, I remember taking an RC truck and taking the plastic body off of the chassis and taping this huge JVC um, VHS video recorder onto it and like driving the car around with the video camera on it. <laughs> I remember driving it in the street and uh, a, a cop car like passes right by in front of it and I stopped and you could see the cop car like roll by and I was for some reason I was in like fifth grade I was totally worried that I was doing something illegal even though I, I wasn't at all so fast forward today um, with all the audio work and the video work um, if there was ever anything that was creative related especially on the computer like you know technology related if I didn't know it and I needed to use it, I would try and learn it. Anything was easy to learn if you did enough research um, and practice. So I guess take that as you will. Um, it just, it takes practice and it takes research. You're not gonna learn it overnight. That's just not gonna happen. You, you have to practice, practice, practice. And so I've just come to kind of learn a lot of little things here and there about all these you know, photo work, editing, video work, um, audio work, everything, okay? Now, for a long time, I was really bad at social media, okay? I, I didn't know how to fully utilize it, um, which was horrible because I started out my career on YouTube um, in 2006, I would say. And I started uploading videos. I mean, I had no idea about like tags and metadata and like making sure your title and description like made sense. Um, you know, my titles were okay and my description probably okay, but I didn't know that all of that really mattered. I had no idea you could make money off of it. And, and maybe I can't remember at the time if that was a big deal yet um, with partnerships and such. But ended up getting popular um, from making Minecraft fan music. I, I made a Minecraft the song and released it. Um, and it got so popular that I ended up making like three albums worth of Minecraft music, which um, a lot of you could be familiar with already. And throughout that whole entire time, still social media, not a not a thing for me. Twitter, I never joined Twitter and 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 really did that until like maybe a two years ago. Um, before that, I don't even think I had a Twitter, or if I did, I, I didn't use it. Um, I didn't know how powerful it could ever be as compared to nowadays, which is like I I'm like a monster on Twitter. Um, I probably look at it way too much on my phone, as you guys probably know, because I'm always on there and I'm always trying to interact with everybody. <laughs> um, but it's you know it's fun for me. I feel like it's fun interacting with people, and and it's not just about trying to you know sell my music or sell myself. Um, I, I would say a, a percentage of it is right, but most of it. Most of that, the selling part is, I mean, it's genuine and all of my interactions are genuine and, and nothing, you know, I'm never trying to like 
fake relationships with people to get further. You know, I'm just, I like being myself on there um, because I enjoy it. So, you know, I start getting more popular on Twitter. I, I guess I, I should explain, like, now let's try and get into, you know, how, how I became successful on Twitter, okay? So previously, before I got into the Roblox community, I knew that I could compose music. I was mostly doing, you know, music that had vocals that, you know, just like listening music, if you want to call it that. But I was like, man, it would be so cool if I composed for video games or like TV or movies like that. That's been a, a thing for me that I've wanted to do for a while. Like I was like, man, that'd be so cool if that was my job. Right. You know, we all have that kind of dream job that we're like, man, that that's what I want to do. Now, at this point, I started diving more and more into how Twitter worked. I think I might even Googled like tips on how to use Twitter and, um, you know, started learning about, you know, using hashtags and how you can search hashtags and how you can just like search key terms. And I found out that, you know, there are tight communities, uh, well, not really tight communities, but communities nonetheless on Twitter that you can kind of go and explore and and usually some of those are backed by a hashtag or or a few and you can go and see all the things that that community is posting with that hashtag and so I started diving into the game dev hashtag and I think maybe the indie game hashtag and just looking at like all these cool projects people were sharing and it was really cool to see everything that people were sharing and it was really easy to reply and be like hey man uh this is awesome you did a great job on it like dude give yourself a round of applause like thank you for sharing it it's it was genuine feedback um i thought it was cool and some of the stuff on there every once in a while can be like absolutely mind-blowing and you're wondering why why are you not further than you are with with the skill set that you have so that's kind of how i started to shift gears into starting to interact a lot more with people um one because it was good networking right like i'm putting a name to a face right and you know people like having their work critiqued or you know getting a congrats on the work that they've done i myself know this from being an artist and creator myself when people tell me that i've done a good job on a project like it feels great and when i tell other people that they've done a good job like i i feel great telling them they've done a good job and it's not hard at all to understand that that is true. If you are telling people they've done a good job on their projects, you're making them feel good, and their reactions back to you are going to make you feel good. It's a cycle of positivity that's genuine and authentic that will literally change your day if you are doing it constantly, okay? You're literally filling your time with with positive things like there's there's no way that your day's gonna go bad if that's how you're spending it when you're on Twitter or social media in general something to think about I started interacting with other people um, you know some 
maybe not game developers, but maybe just content creators in general. Um, a lot of the times that they were streamers or YouTubers or, you know, what have you that create their content within the gaming world because games are something that I, I am passionate about. When I was growing up, I did play a lot of games. Nowadays, I really don't have that much time to spend on games because I'm spending most of my time making music and, and all my other content. Um, otherwise, uh, right now, I would probably be playing Rocket League because I, I have that and I really like Rocket League and that's what I would be playing. So I started following a creator. She goes by the name of Sally Green Gamer. You may know her. She's a YouTuber, live streamer, kind of a big deal. She's really cool, actually. Um, and I met her because I did a giveaway of my ultimate Minecraft collection, which is a whole nother big story thing. But basically, it's like a ton of tracks of remakes of all the Minecraft music I did. I, I spent eight months in 2016, eight months recreating all of the Minecraft music I had ever created from scratch, re-recording the music, re-recording the vocals, everything. And it all turned into this ultimate Minecraft collection. And um, it's, it's all done now. It's in three volumes. Technically, there are six because they have the instrumental versions of them as well. If you're interested, it's on iTunes. <clears throat> Shameless plug. I was doing giveaways at the time, doing a lot of giveaways, actually, because I, I had a bunch of codes to give away. And I was like, man, cool, giveaway codes. Like, that's awesome. And she ended up being one of the winners in a giveaway. And it was through Twitter and it was through tweeting and it was through using hashtags, you know, because I Minecraft hashtags and she she found it. She was interested. She wanted to be a part of the giveaway. And that's literally how uh, our relationship online started between creators. It ended up being that. Uh, later on, um, she had me make a couple of like music things for her. Um, I did kind of like an intro thing for her videos. Um, and ever since then, she's just she's been a really great, a really great friend on Twitter. Um, I, I consider her just one of one of my really close online acquaintances. And there's really uh, there's really not much else to say about it. Um, Super blessed to have ran into her. So anywho, after having run into her and done the giveaway and she won and all that stuff, you know, then I started kind of looking through her content that she was sharing on Twitter because I was like following her now and seeing all of her videos, you know, her Minecraft videos. And then I started seeing a bunch of Roblox stuff. And I had heard of Roblox. I had never actually dived into it a lot. I think I created an account maybe a long time ago and maybe got on one time, but that was it. I had no other clue what it was beyond what I was seeing coming from her channel. What I started realizing was that a lot of the content was user generated and it wasn't just like a, a game that a company made and people play it. It was something that, that people were creating their own games and their own content. And it got me thinking, I was like, man, I was like, I wonder if these people ever need music or something. And then I doing some research, it did look like, you know, there, there were ways of people getting 
custom music into their games. And I was like, man, like that's so cool. So I found out that people are using the Roblox hashtag, which is the first one I started looking through. And then looking through, I started seeing people posting things that they were making with Roblox. And so I was going through projects and it was just, it was kind of mind boggling at the amount of things that people were creating with this. Um, Cause it just wasn't what I realized was happening with this game. And then I noticed that those people were including another hashtag, hashtag Roblox dev. And I was like, aha. So I started going through that hashtag and that was a whole nother thing. Everybody, everybody was posting anything they were working on. 50% of it were trains and airplanes, which is totally fine. You guys love your planes and your trains and it, it, you know, it looks professional and it looks spot on. Cool. But the other 50% was kind of catching my attention. There's nothing wrong with trains and planes. I think it's great. Not my thing. Not into simulators of that sort. Really the closest thing to simulators of that sort would be Roller Coaster Tycoon. And even that is not a plane or a train. I digress. Planes and trains are great. They get you places. So I started going through that hashtag. I spent lots of time pretty much every single day going through and seeing what people were posting and commenting on it, giving them critique because I, I have a creative eye. Like I have a creative background. Why, why would I not be qualified to do so? So I was doing you know, critique, but it wasn't critique where I was like, uh, you know, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Um, I don't, I don't know why you're not doing it this way because this would be so much better because that just comes off wrong. Like it, it, it would make somebody mad, right? Like that's just not how you communicate to somebody you don't know, especially about something they've made. No, I, I, more of the critique was like, Oh, you know, like, this is looking great. Like I would even do this. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's, it's more of like a suggestion. I'm not telling them how to do it and they don't have to do it that way, but it's an interaction, right? And it's more of a positive one. So I did this on a lot of tweets to start out. And at the same time, I was also getting into lists, which I found out people really hate, but they're also really useful. And so a tip about lists is I, I firmly believe that you should still use them, even though I don't use them as much nowadays. But if you do use them, make the Twitter list private, because if you make it private and you add people to it, they won't get a notification that you're adding them to a list, okay? My problem was that my lists were public and I was adding a ton of people to lists. I had multiple lists, like over 20 lists. And sometimes I would find a person who was multifaceted and many skills and I would add them to like five lists. And all of a sudden there were several people who blocked me on Twitter because I added them to my list. And man, I, I took it so personally I was so frustrated and angry that they were that they blocked me over a list. I was like, man, I, I was adding you to this list because I thought that this was a skill you had and I wanted to be able to like go into that skill set list and reference it and be like, look through all the tweets of the people of that skill. Like I had one for programmers, I had one for social media people, like people who seemed like they they were into social media and doing that sort of thing. People who were entrepreneurs, people who were 
you know, running businesses and that sort of thing. Everybody had their own list. And then someone blocked me because I thought they were talented. I thought it was so weird. And then I found out that people hate it because they get the notification. And apparently getting notified of that is a big deal. Um, I still think it's weird that they would be mad about that. But that's where I'm coming from. I, I added you to my list because I, I thought you had something to give, right? I You have a talent in that. And to be able to go to a list and look at a feed of tweets from just the people on that list to me is so powerful, right? You can have a list for your friends, right? Like if you have 20,000 followers, there's no way you're going to keep up with all of those people if you're just going through your home feed. I'm sorry, but there are too many tweets to go through and genuinely interact on a day-to-day basis. Now, having them on lists, you can go through your, oh, here's Here's all my, uh, you know, such and such group of friends on this one list. I'll go through their tweets real quick. And it's really easy to filter. So after that whole debacle, I, I made most of the lists I was using private because I didn't want people to be mad, but I still wanted to use my list, right? It was helpful. And I kept going and going and going through all of these projects and, and, and offering advice, offering constructive criticisms. I started sharing stuff. I was on a following spree. I started following a lot of people at the same time that I was adding them to lists because I wanted to see their stuff in my feed too. And the best thing about all of this was that I was putting a face to a name, okay? People were seeing my name. They were seeing my profile picture. They were getting the positive vibes from the tweets I was leaving and they were seeing me over and over and over and over again, okay? Over and over again. They were seeing me interact. They were seeing that I was offering help, that I was offering advice, that I was offering constructive feedback on what they were doing. They were seeing that time and time and again, day in, day out. They were remembering who I was and I wasn't even really sharing any content, okay? That is the key thing, that I was building my brand and I kind of didn't even know it. If you are somebody who is selling something, which selling is kind of a harsh word, but say you're an artist and you're drawing and you're drawing for people, like in my opinion, that's selling something, whatever it is. As soon as you're selling something, in my opinion, you 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 automatically become a brand of sorts, okay? Your name, your picture, your bio, the way you interact with people, that all is encapsulated in your brand and people remember that, okay? If you do something like totally negative, um, the way you interact with other people besides them, that comes off as part of your brand identity and that day in day out constructive feedback and interaction that I was doing was building the foundation for my brand that I have right now on Twitter. I still consider myself a brand because um, people, people, when, when you hear be slick, you know who it is because it's a brand. Even though I'm just a person, I'm not a company, but I have something to sell and People know my name. They know what I do. It's a brand. It's not hard to understand that that's what it is. 
Now, even though it's a brand, and even though I might be selling something sometimes, I, I am still a genuine person. I still am an authentic person when I'm interacting with people online because that's that's what built my brand. Why wouldn't I keep doing that? Why would I all of a sudden just become inauthentic and just only try to sell stuff, right? I'm always still trying to help people regardless of who it is, sometimes random people. But if I have something to give on social media, if I have information or I can be of service or I can help you, I try to do it. And I think that's what's very, very important and what people forget is that when you're on social media, it's not just about you, okay? Social media is built so that you can connect yourself with other people, not just so you can give out what you have, but so that you can take in what other people are giving out, okay? It's a two-way street. If it's only a one-way street, you're really not going anywhere, and people aren't going to really soak in that brand identity. They're just going to see you as somebody who's trying to sell them something. And that's very, very important. Even if you're in the Roblox Twitter community and you're just doing sketches for profile pictures or you're just a builder, all, all of you are your own brand and you're always building your brand identity every single day when you go on Twitter. If you go on Twitter and you start ranting about anything, like like literally 20 tweet rant about something, that is your brand identity that is ranting. And people are going to see that. They're going to be like, man, uh, kind of a talented person here, but um, rants a lot. Not sure I want to get work done by them. Yeah. I'm going to go to this other person who does really good work and uh, yeah, I'm really happy all the stuff that they put on their timeline. I really like seeing it. Not really much of a ranting person. So that's cool. I'm going to go with them. It's not hard to understand that that's true. It happens all the time. And I think some people don't realize that. They think that they can go and get a private account and say whatever they want and it's you're still to me even with a private account it's you're still that's still kind of your brand identity to the other people that follow your private account i'm not saying that you know because i do also follow a lot of people who are brands but then have private accounts i'm not saying that i i think ill of you cuz i you have a freedom to say whatever you want i'm just explaining to you that brand identity is very important okay now, as I built that identity, this is the kicker, okay? I would get messages eventually of people going, hey, um, you do music, right? That's, that's my favorite, actually. That's, I got that question a lot. Do you, you do music, right? And a lot of the times I'd be like, no, <laughs> because why not? I, first of all, think it's funny to say no, even though... My name is Beastlick Music, and in my bio it says I make music. So, ah, <laughs> uh, and and a lot of you know how I am in in direct messages. I'm I'm usually uh, pretty pretty smarty with my answers. Anyway, um, so they're like, yeah, you do music, right? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like what's up? 
well, um, you know, I have such and such a project and I, I need music and like, I don't know, it's weird. I thought of you. Um, okay. It's probably not weird though, because you've seen me a lot in the community and you know that I do music. And when you're thinking of like a music person, of course I come to mind because I've interacted with a lot of these people a ton, right? That is the brand identity. Okay. People remember you. And please understand that throughout that entire process, although a lot of the times I was selling something, it was a genuine sell. Like, I, I know I have something good to give you kind of deal. It wasn't like I was selling you something that it was just to make money off of you and it wasn't worth anything. Like, it is worth something, you know, at least in my mind. And I felt like people can use it. And so it was easy for me to, like, talk to people about it because I felt really compelled to do so. And it's all genuine, right? So at that point, I started getting different commissions for music. And at that point, that's, that's where it takes off. Because as soon as you start doing commissions and as soon as you start finishing those commissions, you start sharing those projects and the people you did the commissions for are sharing them on their timeline, okay? And as soon as that happens, it's, it almost takes care of itself. Even though that's not entirely true, but... There are other people who are seeing your projects who aren't following you or who have maybe never heard of you, and now they're seeing this person they follow share that you've done a project for them, and they're like, man, I'm, I'm following this person, I, I trust them, I love the content on their timeline, and this random person did this project for them, they paid that person to do this project for them, and it's awesome man, I want to contact them because I need that too. And it's exponential growth is what it is. It's word of mouth and all it does is grow. And it helps when you are still, at the end of the day, still interacting with a bunch of people, especially those new people that come on after your stuff has been shared on other people's timelines. And that's how they find you. So you're constantly growing Okay, you're constantly growing relationships with people. The relationships you've already made are growing stronger and you're growing new relationships with people as you do more and more projects and more interactions with people. Now, fast forward a little bit to like mid-year and I get contacted by some people who I am familiar with because I have interacted with them at one time or another and they basically end up asking me, hey, um, would you like to compose for our, our group? Like we're making this game and it's, it's for Roblox. It's an event. Uh, obviously they didn't come right out and say that because it was non-disclosure stuff. Um, but after I agreed to be within the non-disclosure circle, they said, yeah, so we'd really like you to work with us, um, and compose music for us. And I was just floored. I was like, man, like that's, this is great. Like they, they came to me. I, I did nothing. I did nothing beyond trying to be a part of the community and, and be helpful and be interactive. And they ended up coming to me. I did zero work for that project specifically to get on it. They came to me because they said they wanted music to themselves and they thought of somebody and they said, you know what? That B slick guy has had some cool projects, uh, you know, we've talked to him before. He seems really cool. Let's ask him. 
why wouldn't you want that for you? Why, why wouldn't you want people to seek you out specifically for big projects like that? I feel like if you're listening and you've gotten this far, that you're saying to yourself, of, of course I want people to seek me out. I would love for somebody to direct message me and say, hey, uh, can, you, can you build for our game? Uh, you're an awesome builder and, you, and you're really awesome in the community. Like It would be great to have you build for us. You, you would want that, right? It all starts with how you interact with people on a daily basis. Even if you go on there and you think you, you log into Twitter and you're like, okay, today I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and sell myself. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like do a random tweet or like a meme or a joke or something. Um, yeah, whatever whatever goes. But then you forget that you're still your brand identity, and and at the end of the day, it's still your interactions with those people that are gonna affect how they think of you. And it's important to realize that you want them to come to you. You shouldn't have to constantly go to people and ask. That's not how that works. If you want to be a successful business, you need people to come to you. You can't constantly spend your time looking for work. If you're growing your business, eventually there comes a time where you're converting your customers from finding them to your customers finding you. And when you convert yourself into that point to where customers are finding you, that's when you know you're doing things right. If you're constantly having to look for work, you have not yet converted to that point to where people are looking for you and you still have work to do. You still have work to do to create your brand identity to become more successful with your business with whatever you are selling. Now, at the end of 2017, like there wasn't a whole lot that I had to do to get a commission if somebody needed it. Then it all came down to, am I available? Do I have enough time with all the stuff that I'm trying to take on at home that's not music related, that's not related to gaming or anything? Do I have time for it? Because I, I have a day job, eight to five. I'm in school, like working on my bachelor's. I'm in two night classes right now, this semester in the spring. But at the same time, I'm trying to find work, right? When do I have time for it? So man, sometimes I've had to tell people, hey, I, I would love to do music for you, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a couple weeks. And a lot of the times it's fine. A lot of times these projects are earlier in development and that's not a big deal and, and I've made it work. But there have been some other projects where it's like, hey, uh, man, it'd be awesome if you did some music for us. Um, can you have something by Wednesday? I know it's Saturday. No, sorry. But that's just how it is, right? People are on their own timelines and sometimes it doesn't really quite meet up with you. So I hope that in sharing all of that with you that you can take that onto your own Twitter or social media accounts and just realize that it's not just you on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. Like there are other people on there sharing content, trying to be successful. Why aren't we helping each other? If you have advice or you can help other people, you should do it. It makes you feel better and it makes them feel good for getting help. Like if you needed help and somebody reached out to you and helped you out, you know how that feels. Why wouldn't you offer the same thing to those people and build those connections and network 
It's all about word of mouth. It's all about networking. It's all about how your brand looks. If you don't have those things, you are not going to be successful. It's not going to work. All right, guys, I appreciate you tuning in to episode one. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, um, please leave a comment here on it. I know right now it's on SoundCloud, um, but I'm going to try and get it up onto the actual like podcast feeds. Um, if you found this helpful and you think that other people would find it helpful too, it would be awesome if you could share it. I'm going to continue with some more uh, episodes. I don't know how, maybe just a, maybe just one more or two of me offering some advice from my point of view. And then after that, I am going to start hosting a lot of people from different parts of the creative you know, universe that I am familiar with, um, either clients or friends or acquaintances that are also kind of successful in their own right and talk with them about, you know, their challenges and how they've been successful and their tips for you in hopes that you can take all of that information and, and soak it in and be successful yourself. So stay tuned. More content is on the way. Remember, kids, be successful.